lady, you lady, cursing at your life. You're a discontented mother and a regimented wife. I've known doubt you dreamed about the things you'll never do. But I wish someone had talked to me like I want to talk to you. Oh, I've been to Georgia and California and anywhere I could run to. Took the hand of a preacher man and we made love in the sun. But I ran out of places and friendly faces because I had to be free. I've been to paradise, but I've Never been to me. Please, lady, please, lady, don't just walk away. Cause I have this need to tell you why I'm all alone today. I can see so much of me still living in your eyes. Oh my God. Won't you share a part of a weary heart that has lived a million times? Oh, I've been to Nice and the island of Greece when I shim champagne on a yacht. I move like Harlow and Monte Carlo and show them what I've got. I've been undressed by kings and I've seen some things that a woman ain't supposed to see. I've been to paradise, but I've never been to me. Welcome to the Solomon Ray podcast. I'm your host, Solomon Ray. And that was just, honestly, a very underrated version of Charlene's I've Never Been To Me, and which was released in 1976, and it was a flop. It was a flop. Like, I think they dropped her from her label, because they're like, bitch, this didn't push no... It, 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 went, it went wood, bitch. It wasn't even trying to get platinum. But then they re-released it in, like, the 80s, allegedly. And it, like, was at the top of the charts. Um, But, yeah, that song. So, I have, like, a few songs that I play when I'm cleaning um, my home and stuff like that. And there's this Sunday afternoon playlist, which is just, like, a bunch of, like, songs from, like, Barbara Streisand, Judy Garland, The Carpenters. Like, basically, like, my white mix. You know what I'm saying? So, I have, like, my auntie mix that I play. So listen, 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 listen. So I have three different cleaning mixes. Most of y'all know my auntie mix, which is, you know, Patti LaBelle or Dionne War. Like, it's just like a bunch of like auntie songs, right? Boom. And then I also have my like Spanish mix, which is called Splendor. And that's with like Rocio Durcal, Juan Gabriel, um, Isabella Pantoja, like all my little beautiful Miriam Hernandez. Oh my God, I should have sung my Miriam Hernandez song. Um, so that's my Spanish mix, but then I also have my white girl mix, which is like, you know, the Carpenters and this fucking, you know, one hit wonder Charlene song. Um, just like a bunch of like, you know, 
or even like Barry Gibb and fucking Barbara Streisand, which I love those songs. So part of that mix is Charlene. And like, I like the song, but I never sat back and just listened to the lyrics. So I was cleaning and all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And then I was like, turn it off. <laughs> I got to focus and clean instead of crying. Anyways, so it is a Saturday and I'm recording this podcast. I was going to try to record it Wednesday, but what was I doing Wednesday? Oh, my birthday was Wednesday. Duh. So I didn't record Wednesday and then Thursday I went twirling. So I, I twirled I twirled Tuesday, twirled a little teeny, teeny bit on Wednesday, twirled a lot on Thursday. So I was literally bedridden by Friday. So I feel a, bit, a little bit better. I feel more alive. Um... Let me make sure that this, let me just double check the audio because I'm using my little janky little microphone. And last time I used this in Mexico City, the audio was real crunchy. Hold on. Let me just double check. Okay. So the audio is, audio is fine. Um, so my birthday, what, I'm 35. And someone in my comments was like, girl, you're 35. I was like, you know what? Thank you. Because let me, let me just fucking explain something real fucking quick. My, I have been. I've spent this whole week crying and just being emotional and just in my feels. My confidence is at an all-time low. I feel ugly. I feel wretched. I feel like I'm not accomplishing anything in life. I just feel like a dumb, dirty bitch. And I'm not trying to be funny. Like, I'm sure that sounds really funny, but I'm, I really do feel like a dumb, dirty bitch. So... I was already in an emotional state as is because Christmas came. I couldn't spend my Christmas with my family and friends because the doll had Covisha. So, boom, she was, you know, down for the count. Then Serena goes to New York because for New Year's Eve and my other friends were out of town. My only friend that was really there just had a baby and has, like, I guess a girlfriend, baby mama, some, I don't know what they are it changes by the hour um <clears throat> and so he was like let's do something and then he canceled on me last minute but here's the thing it wasn't like i didn't like i really wanted to go out on new year's eve i just didn't i really wanted to just you know not go out um but i just wanted the option to if that makes sense you know it's like don't get mad about something that like you didn't even want to do in the beginning but I was just, like, bummed because I was like, damn, bitch, like, I couldn't even do anything on New Year's because, but it was fine because I did a microneedling session on my face. My face looks fabulous, by the way, Um, which I just tried out the Hydra pin, so I upgraded the microneedling pins to now include, like, a vial that's injected, not injected, but in, inputted inside of the pin so you can put whatever serum or liquid that you want so when you're doing your microneedling on your face, it's injecting your face with that that liquid. Anyways, boom. So I did that. My face looks fabulous. And I was just really sad and just lonely and, you know, and that's just full disclosure. Like, I hate even talking about these things because it makes me feel weak and something that Capricorns don't like to do is feel weak and come off like weird, but that's just what it is. And I'm just keeping it funky with you. So I was like, you know what? I'll just feel better once I'm in New York and I'm around my friends for my birthday, whatever. Boom. So I met up with my friend, um, on Tuesday when I flew in 
And long story short, we went to this one bar, and this guy was like, oh, how old are you? Or whatever. Like, how, They're like, oh, his birthday is basically now. It's midnight or whatever. He was like, oh, my God. How old? Mind you, he was like a fucking Gen Zer. Gorgeous, too. God. And he, a side note, I got to talk about a lot of things. I got to get a lot off my chest. So then he's like, oh, how old are you training? And I, I said, 35. And so he was like, oh, 45 is a good age. I said, no, 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 35, 35. He said, oh, I thought you said 45. I said, oh, no, 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 not, not, not 45, girl. No, that's kind of, that's up there. He said, so you're not 45. And I was like, no, I am not. I'm not. Okay, I'm, I'm just not. He was like, oh, okay. So three, five, not four or five. I said, you know what? If you say this one more time, I'm going to lose it. Because he just told my friend he looked like he was 28. And so then I was like, oh, okay, huh? I hate this game. It's so stupid and pointless. But then he gets to me and he really thinks I'm 35. And granted, I didn't have any makeup on. I didn't like, you know, I, I just had a regular t-shirt. I didn't look my fabulous self, which is fine because I don't think I look like a fucking, I don't think I look like fucking chopped liver on a regular basis. I'm looking at myself right now in the mirror as I record this, and I'm like, do I look like chopped liver? <laughs> uh, let me move this mirror and get this out of the way. So anyways, that just like kind of hit my confidence a little bit. So then the next day, I go see my barber in the Heights, and I hate going there because the it's fluorescent lighting. I hate fluorescent lighting, but also it's overhead lighting. So... You know, I'm just, you could see, I don't say bags, but like when you have overhead lighting, like you could just, you just look like fucking Freddy Krueger. And so I'm just feeling just a mess and just not myself. And I was like, you know, I'm going to shake out of it. And then, but so, so that was that. And then on, but Tuesday, me and my friend, we ended up going to see Company, which is a musical that I've been dying to see. I'm so familiar with the music of Sondheim that that is, they have a, there's a song called Being Alive that I fucking love. It's one of my favorite songs. And when I was auditioning for Broadway back in the day, I used to always, not argue, but I used to suggest firmly that um, I wanted that to be my, one of my audition numbers and my audition book. And they would be like, you're too young for that song. Like, that's that's a, when you're 35, you know. And I was like, but I just, you know, me being the main character that I am, I was like, I just feel like that is so, like, me and my life. He's like, but you're not going to really relate to those lyrics. And I was like, girl, shut up. Just let me put it in. But they never allowed me to. I mean, they I could have, but it just, they really suggested that is not the song for you at this age. But I just love the song. It's a beautiful song. Um, and so Company is about a man. Well, actually, it's they cast this revival as the main character is a woman. Um, but it's about someone t turning 35. And all their friends are married and with kids and with babies and stuff like that. And they're just like, Bobby, like, why aren't you getting married? Like, what's wrong? Like, you know, and it's... I mean, it's that's it's just that day of her turning 35 and, you know, whatever. Um, 
so it was a good show. It was super relatable and, um, you know, and it's also relatable in the sense where, like, you know, I think there's something to say about being single and having so many friends that are coupled. And it's like, oh, you're the one who gets, you ha- who, who they love for, you know, their kids to go to the zoo with and, like, do things with. And it's like, why am I always being dropped off with the kids? You know, I don't, that's not, I don't mind it, but I don't, why? You know what I'm saying? Like, why am I the go-to babysitter? Or it's like, they always be fighting and going through shit, and then you be, like, really going through it and feeling their emotions with them because you're an empath. And so you're just, like, really feeling it with them. And then the next day, it's like, oh, my God, bitch, are you okay? Oh, we're back together. Or, like, we're, we're good now. And I'm just like, and, and that whole back and forth, it just gets so exhausting at times. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a lot. It's 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 like you love your friends because they're your friends. And but when they get it's just it's just there is there is something to say about being single and having friends that are coupled that I think gets negated and looked over. Um and it's like, God, it's just I don't know how to put it, because you're not you don't hate them, but it's just like these moments where you're just like, ugh. Like, it's almost like they're super inconsiderate of how you may feel, you know? Anyway, so that was a fabulous show. Um, I'll just be honest, full disclosure, I don't think the lead was that great of a lead, you know? I think vocally, it was cute, but there is something about... Raul, when he sung Being Alive, his voice is just very powerful and deep and strong. And it's like almost like a gruddle, like, you know, very gravelly, almost he gets like there's like a moment in the song where he gets really angry. It's just he does a beautiful job of doing that song. Um, so if you get a chance and you want to listen to it, just listen to it's called Being Alive. Um, the show's called Company. And Raul Esperanza, I think is, let me just double check, because Esparza, Raul Esparza, he, um, he does the best version of that song. Anyway, so that happened. Um, then Wednesday, I had dinner with friends. Um, one of my friends got COVID um, and my other friend had food poisoning, which were my two single friends. And so when I went to dinner, um, it was Serena and her boyfriend and my friend last and his um, partner. And so, no, but I had a fabulous time, um, like for real, for I, I had a really good time with them. And um, I was glad to just spend spend time with them. And I think there is some. See, I don't know why I've been so emotional, but I think it's just, I, there, it's a multitude of things. It's a whole multitude of things, but um, I'm just, it's just a good feeling to know, to be surrounded by people that you've known for decades. You know what I'm saying? Like people, you know, in ancient change, ain't nobody faltered, ain't nobody switched up you know like that is such a good feeling to have friends that ain't they ain't switched up you know what I'm like they ain't 
ain't nothing ain't nothing not a damn thing changed you know there ain't been no 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 shit ain't been no it's just solid friends that ain't never switched up and you know as emotional as i am i'm not like sad emotional but i'm just emotional um I think you, I, I'm just hitting a point in my life where things are just being reflective or like I'm reflecting on things and I'm just, I don't know how to put it. Like I was having dinner with Ashley um, on Thursday and I was like, you know, I feel like that was just such a lifetime ago. And we were just, you know, we're just little baby kids and just moved to the city and very hopeful and just, and still, we're still very hopeful. And we're, we, you know, like we haven't switched up and we haven't changed who we are. But there were certain characters and people in our lives. And I'm just like, it's so funny, like looking back on it, because it just feels like, like you, I, we've hit that point where it doesn't feel like, oh, it, it just feels like, oh, it just feels like yesterday. It doesn't feel like yesterday anymore. It feels like a lifetime ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just feels. You know, and, and I, it's weird because there's these, you know, when you say like, oh, I feel like that just happened not too long ago. And you're like, oh, it happened like three years ago or four years ago. And it's like, ha, ha, ha. But things that have happened like 12 years ago, you're like, that is just like a lifetime ago. And I was just a different person. You know, I've, I've even changed my whole aesthetic, my 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 face. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean it like that. I mean, like, you know, when you get older, your face matures. <laughs> But my face has changed too, you know, electively and not electively. Like it just has changed and it just feels like a lifetime ago. And I think it's just, it, it makes me emotional to think like that has been such a, a, a long time ago. And the one, <sighs> I was like, you know what? I'm going to be able to record this damn episode at this point. It's been, it's Saturday. I won't be emotional. But I just feel like, you know, like, one person that has always been a constant stay is still there, you know, like, since day one. And there is this, and this is going to get me choked up. I think I even said this in the podcast, but um, there is this Joan Rivers documentary. I think it's called A Piece of Work. I did mention this. Um, I did mention this. Yes, I did. And, but I'll just reiterate it. It was, she was basically, it was like, she kind of fell out with her assistant, um, or her manager, somebody that she worked with since day one. And she was just like super emotional. And you don't ever see Joan Rivers cry like at all. She's just like a fucking strong, you know, stoic bitch. And she just gets really emotional and she's emotional because she's like, he's the only person who just remembers things back then. And, you know, someone I could talk to and be like, remember this or remember that. And, you know, there's new people who do come in your life and it's no disrespect to new people because that's great. But, you know, like sometimes I don't remember things for traumatic purposes. <laughs> And it's just nice to know, like, there is a keeper of these memories. There's someone who's alive with me to hold on to some of those memories. And, you know, 
that's it. Wow, I didn't cry about that. That's fabulous. I'm, I might be able to make it through this episode. Um, and so yeah, we we went out, we twirled, did way too much, way too fast. Like, I was feeling it. And then the next day, which was yesterday, I went to see the Dior exhibit before it closed at the Brooklyn Museum. Fabulous, 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 fabulous. That was so good. Oh, that was so good. Um, I also went to go see the Mugler one in, when, where was I? Where was I? I was in Paris, right? Bitch, yeah. That one was good too. Those are probably the best exhibit. I I went to the Met exhibit, Met Gala for the Met, whatever. That shit, excuse me, a few weeks, a few months ago, it was a take it or leave it. It was a major take it or leave it. Um, which makes me wonder, like, maybe I don't really enjoy American designers. I know. I know. Horrible. Well, what are we going to talk about this podcast? Bitch, it's 20 minutes in. Already just doing too much. Um, I'm going... <laughs> don't listen. I'm going to Madrid tomorrow evening. And no, it's not to go see Hector. And listen. Don't listen. Don't judge me. But I'm going to go get my money. <laughs> Remember how I told you I didn't get my money last time because I forgot to get my shit um, fucking stamped by customs? Well, I emailed them. So I am such a stickler and I'm very much... Like, you know how like people make fun of like Karens? I am such a fucking Karen. Like, I am... Um, but the line here says this. And I looked on the website and this is what it said. So I emailed the uh, the government and I was like... Can if I come back, can I still cash this? They're like, yeah, you have you know three months to do it. So I was like, you know what? So I looked, my flight's free. I used my points, and yeah, and then so I called, and I was like, oh, I just want to apply one of my upgrade certificates or whatever. And normally, when you do like upgrade certificate, like they kind of they'll they'll kind of work on it the day of, and if there's availability, they, you know, they'll do it. That man was like, I'll just do it for you right now. I was like, what are you talking about? He said, I'll just issue it to you right now. I'm like, are you allowed to do that? So I just want to say that this new generation of gays, I really love y'all. Except for the new the gay on Tuesday who thought I was 45. Sis, you're lucky you're pretty. All right. But um, yeah, I just feel like the new gays, and I've said this before, I feel like they are just so annoying but no annoying in certain areas but like they are so helpful and so like there's they don't have like this cattiness or like this bitchiness that my generation and especially the generation before me had like they're willing to help a bitch out like i cannot tell you how many times last year i've ran into a gen z gay and they have been like i'll I'll give this to you for free or i'll do this for or, let me hook this up for you or let me do this for you let me do this for you you know what I'm saying? Like, that man was not supposed to issue the actual reissue the ticket. Like, he was supposed to put the request in. And if there's availability and, like, if the gate agents want to give it to me, then they will give me the first class seat. He was like, no, I'll just reissue the ticket right now. I was like, oh, okay, well, I don't want you getting in trouble. And he was, you know what? It was weird because, and he was like, who are you going to go see in Spain? I was like, oh, my God, girl. Like, nobody, girl. Hector. No, it's, how do you know? And so we were just, you know, kicking. He was like, what you got going on for today? 
And so I told him, I was like, well, how's your day going? And I don't know, it was just cute. Like, he was like a really sweet gay. How do you give, I don't even know if he was gay, but I know he was gay, girl. Um, We just had that little connection. But yeah, like, shout out to the gays that be wanting to help the girls out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm seeing that also in music, like, in the creative fields. Like, they're just so, like, it's not as competitive, like, as my generation and especially the generation before us, which we had our own reasons why we were competitive, bitch. There was only barely one seat for us to take. So we had to fight tooth the nail for it. So the girls now are super duper sweet. So shout out to that man in Delta. Um, I hope they don't cancel my flight tomorrow, child. But um, yes, um, and let's just get into the show. So Hinge, if y'all don't know, it's like a dating app and whatnot. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go find me a little man, you know? Boom. And so I did. So I did. <laughs> I can't even talk about this without, like. <laughs> so I downloaded Hinge, right? And I'm in San Diego at the time. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to really match with nobody on Hinge. Like, I also didn't really know how Hinge worked. But I was like, I'm not going to really match with people because everybody's profile pictures are of them in white, dirty Converse sneakers, denim jeans, and a tank top, and and bandanas, or head wrap. What are they called? Headbands. And it's just, it's not for me. It's just not. And it's people with these big-ass dogs and stuff. And it's just, it's just really, it's just not for me. You know? It's just not for me. So I already knew going into it in San Diego is going to be some bullshit. And, you know, the San Diego, um, California girls, they love a fucking hike. They love some damn camping. They love all that free shit. They love free shit, girl. And I'm not into it. You know, it's just not me. I don't even need to talk about this anymore. Y'all know I'm not into none of that dumb shit. So I don't want to do no yoga. I don't want to do none of that shit. So, well... I'm like, okay, cool. So I put in my profile, like you have like these little prompts that you got to answer in your profile. And people, if they like the prompt, they can reply to the prompt or whatever. And so I was like, they're like, one thing you should know about me is, or something like that. And I was like, that I have no interest in hiking, camping. I am a lover of the great indoors. And then another one was something we could talk about. I was like, why I load, why we both load the new Sex and City reboot, stuff like that, which I knew wasn't was going to weed me out, which I rather be weeded out because I don't I, listen. If you can't understand those two things, it's a it's it's a rizap. So I'm you know I'm I'm not finding anyone amazing, but there's a couple people that I could just you know bend and deal with. So I was you know okay like this person like this person like this da 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 day one no matching, day two no matching. So by this time, I'm like, wow, I feel, wow, nobody really likes me. <laughs> Day three, nothing. Day four, I said, this is crazy. I said, but you know what? I'll get to New York and I'll have more matches there because they're more the type of girls that I am would be more romantically inclined to. So I get here, start swiping immediately. And... A day goes by and I'm like, no, no matches. Hmm. This is really fucking insane. Like, it is, 
I'm like, now my confidence is really, it's all, my, my confidence has just been getting plummeted for at least a solid month now. So at this point, I'm just really about to walk over the Manhattan Bridge and just jump right off of it. So I'm like, what the fuck? So me, again, being the Karen that I, I am, I email them. And <laughs> this is so embarrassing. I said, this is ridiculous. I didn't say that, but I was like, this is ridiculous. I do not think I look like chopped liver. It's not like I have nothing to offer. What I'm, I feel like my responses are funny. I feel like I have a good, good number of photos. I have some candid photos. I have group photos. I have outdoor photos. I have indoor photos. I have, it's what is going on? I feel like this is like a great profile. Why am I not getting any fucking matches? They said, "Girl, because your account is banned." I said, "How is it banned when I have it right now? I'm looking at it." So. It gets more embarrassing. So I, <laughs> not too long ago, I had a little hinge profile that I used for Savannah, which I forgot because I, I, I stopped. I never used it because I, I was like, this shit is confusing. But I sometimes I'll just have like a little profile Savannah for just shits and giggles and just funny shit. Well, I didn't know that when I have that account, I don't know if I delete, I don't know what happened, but I guess so many people reported Savannah. <laughs> because I'm sure I had something stupid and wild, like, what is your um, favorite thing in life? It'll be like dick. <laughs> you know, it would be like shit like that. So I think that's the reason why I got banned from Hinge. So anyway, so boom. So I deleted it. Or whatever, and started a new one with a brand new email and a brand new phone number, girl. And I've been getting matches instantly. Like it was instant. Like the minute I got the new profile, it was just ding, 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 ding. So now I feel, but it's not really. Hold on, let me just look real quick. Anybody cute? There's a couple cuties. There are. There's a couple cuties. Uh, let me see real quick. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Anybody new? Oh, I just got eight new matches. Oh, that's definitely a no. Oh, he's cute. Oh, he's cute too. Okay. Oh, that is definitely a no. That's a block, actually. Um. Oh, he's cute, bitch. What did he do for work? Oh, he he didn't say he what he do for work. Uh uh. Block. Mm mm. Oh no, and it's a bunch of gym photos. It's gonna be a no. Um. So here's like I need to know what you do for a living. I know that sounds really like super like superficial, but I just need to know. You don't gotta be like filthy rich, but like. You, I know for good, good and goddamn well you can't live in New York and not have a little Koinesha. You know what I'm saying? So you got to have a Koinesha. Living here, your Koinesha's might be gone at the end of the month, but you got to have a little Koinesha. So that is my journey on Hinge. We shall see. We shall see. We shall see. You know? Honestly, and also, I just need to, like, just let this be known. I have really opened up. My, I was going to say the bar has dropped, but it's not. That's so shady. But what I meant was I have opened up my dating spectrum pretty wide. It's up to, don't come for me, bitch, but it's up to 50. And let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. It's, it's, it's between 31 and 50, okay? Because there are just certain cultural and like nuances that I just have to be able to mesh with. And 50 is quite kind of up there, but I feel like 50 gay is a different than 50 straight. Does that make sense? 
because there's a, a little bit of still being very juvenile at 50, you know? I, I think. I don't know, bitch, because I'm not 50 yet. That's in 15 years, not five. But um, also, there are... So, I, I just feel like I'm a slight old soul at times. Not all the time. At times. Sometimes. Meaning sometimes. Um... So we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Um, and it's all 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 races. You know what I'm saying? I'm with the Anglo Saxons. And honestly, the girls have been that been swiping on me have been Anglo Saxons. It's really been Anglo Saxons. So we shall see, we shall see. Um what else? What else? Yeah, that's it. So let's just see how this goes. I will keep you guys updated. Watch it be like next week. I'm gonna be like, bitch, I'm over this shit. Like it's already been, I already been blocked again. Watch the. Oh, let me find out. They find out it's me. <laughs> they can be like, bitch, didn't we block you? <laughs> uh, okay, so moving right along. A smooth operator. A smooth operator. A smooth operator, a smooth operator. Alright, so real quick, um the sex in the city. I know I just can't I just can't shake this. This reboot. I'm just it's just and it sucks because they cut out Big's scene. Like I guess he was in the finale, so they cut that out. And what people online were mentioning was how like each episodes since the premiere has been shorter and shorter and shorter and so they were thinking that there are some flashback scenes with big that they've been cutting out and so it i'm like i hope that's not the case because it's like damn like that's i'm like why i'm so confused that like we're so stuck on all this other weird shit that we're not talking about like like, can we at least maybe address big? You know what I'm saying? Like, how this been to love your life for since the series began and the motherfucker died within the first episode and y'all don't even mention him. Like, Carrie just be like dealing with her, you know, looking for apartments and just <laughs> living her life and do- recording her podcast. And I'm just like, what? It is just wild to me. It is fucking wild. So I just need, I think the viewers need some sort of, let us know, you know, like we need like a something. It's just weird. It's just fucking weird. Um, Also, what's also really weird, and I just cannot, I cannot shake this. And I know I shouldn't keep bringing this up, but like, it does not make sense that these women are so out of touch with shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, Miranda is definitely the Karen of the bunch. But it's not realistic to me that the, there's white women who have literally lived in New York since, I don't know, in their early 20s. I don't know when the, these characters moved. And for them to just now in their 50s be like unaware of these things. I think if anybody in the whole United States is aware of these issues or like just the where we are now it would be women in new york well well anyone but i you know what i'm saying like i'm not convinced that you could be 
a white woman in your 50s and have lived in New York for 30-something years and then be like, oh, I got to scramble to make black friends. Or, oh, I have no... And, and, and then say some weird shit to your professor or all this, like, not understanding where we are in this political climate. Like, it just... That does not fly with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could see that for women in California, honestly. I can handle that. But here, I, it just, it for me, it just does not make any sense. I just don't think that that is believable. And I think that that's why it is so weird. Like, I just feel like if we were going, if they brought the show back, just jump right into it. You know, it shouldn't, it should, it shouldn't be like this weird, these cringe moment cringy moments i just feel like it just that's not realistic and that's also not these characters you know what i'm saying and i i rewatched the whole series again and even back then like carrie was not checking samantha or maybe she was checking somebody on someone's pronouns earlier on this is like in the 90s and so i just it does not seem realistic to me and i just feel they're doing it such a disservice by even not talking about these things, but just making it so cringy. I don't know. I'm just really upset. Like, I just don't fuck up one of my favorite shows, you know? Anyways, that's all I, I wanted to say. I do need to get in this shower and get dressed because I'm meeting up with my friend um, in a bit. So I'm going to hurry up and try to edit this thing and get it out to y'all. Um, yes, and moving right along. Um, okay, also, one more thing. I just have to say this, and I just have to get it off my chest. Um, ugh, I even hate talking about this, because it's so embarrassing. I feel like this is like a cop. You know what? I don't even think I want to talk about it. Ugh. But you know what? No, because I am such a full disclosure type gal, and... Um, there was an idea of someone was like, you should have a co-host on your show. And I was like, you know what? It's just not for me. I don't mind having special guests or, you know, people who pop on the show here and there. But like just right now, if I was talking about Sex and City or just right now talking about Hinge, I would be talking to my co-host, you know? And I don't want to talk to my co-host. I want to talk to you. You know, like I feel it's even though it's not really like that, but I just feel like I'm talking to you and I'm, it's, it's a direct dialogue between you and I. And I like that. I personally like that. So full disclosure, um, as you guys know, I have my little fulfillment center and whatnot. And back in, I've said this a million times, but I just want to reiterate this because it's just driving me nuts. But back in for Thanksgiving, they, I don't know who, thought this was a good idea but there were so many orders that they needed to get out that they decided to turn off the UPC scan so a UPC scan hold on okay so I just decided to go live also just so I can once I address this I can just address it address it um, so somebody thought it was a great idea to turn off the UPC scan. And so when you get an order, let's say, um, Annabelle Weatherbottom ordered a chain and a bracelet, right? 
So the chain has a barcode. I feel like I'm explaining something to like remedial people, but one I one thing I've learned in the last couple weeks is people are fucking remedial and I think they have to be talked to as and I don't want to talk to you like a child. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, so the bracelet has a barcode. And just to break this down, a barcode is just a number that is assigned to that one specific item. And then the, the excuse me, the bracelet has a barcode and then the necklace has a barcode. So each thing has a barcode. So when Annabelle Weatherbottom orders something, they get the report, they get the order, and they see Annabelle Weatherbottom ordered the bracelet and then the chain. So they have to go to the warehouse, pick the things, put it on the table, and then they scan the order. And when you scan the order, you have to scan each item. And if you pick the correct items, it lights up green. And it says, these are the correct items. Please send those items out. So I don't know who thought that this was a good idea, but someone thought to speed this up because there are so many orders for Thanksgiving that it would be better to turn off the, the scan and just pick things and package them. So each individual item on my jewelry site all is all individually wrapped in a gift package. So, bitch, you could order four items and all four of those damn items going to come in a gift package. You know what I'm saying? Whereas before, we would individually package probably two items in one gift package or, you know... It wouldn't be like that. But because everything needs a fucking UPC scan and a barcode, everything can't be like that. So literally everything now on from now on just all comes in its own gift package, which I like. So, girl, they sent out random shit to random people. Sometimes I look at some of the errors and I'm just like, I don't even know how you even sent collagen serum to somebody who ordered a 19 millimeter chain. I just, I don't know how that even happened. I don't, I don't know. And the way I'm, I'm brought up and the way I've been my whole life is I just feel like people are trying to punk me and play me. And I feel like you doing some funny shit that you think is funny. You know what I mean? Because that seems like some funny shit that you think is funny. Like, uh uh-huh, let me just put the fucking collagen serum when I know good and goddamn well this person ordered jewelry. Like, you know, I feel like you're trying to play me, and I know that's not the case. (laughs) So a lot of times I have to suspend myself and say, like, it's not that Solomon. So just, you know, ease up. So needless to say, that caused a huge snowballing effect um, with my business to kind of get people the right items get the, the wrong items back, refund people. It was horrendous. So just when I thought I had everything back to normal or somewhat back to normal, normal, I re- launched the Christmas sale. Well, the Christmas sale did well. But because it was a snowballing effect, which also fucked over my inventory, there's even still some issues going on with the Christmas sale. Because, you know, and it's no fault to customers, but even customers are like just now, like two months later, like, um, I got the wrong items. And I was like, well, what, girl, when are you going to open up your package? So it's just been a fucking ordeal. And 
I'm, we're just now getting somewhat out of the woods, you know, speaking of Sondheim. So we're just now kind of getting out of, out of shit. And so I just, I'm, 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 I'm bummed because it has really affected me financially. Um, it's really affected my business and it's like, I was trying to explain to them, like, I'm not Amazon. I'm not like a, a, a big brand of an umbrella that can like that. How can I put it? That like people buy things because I don't advertise. I don't have any advertising dollars or nothing. Thank God. That's a blessing. But I've never had to advertise. People literally buy things based off of how I sell it or like what I mention or because they trust me or because they're customers who literally are on their 20th order. And they've, you know, been like, this is, we like the quality. It's fast. It's quick. You know, it gets to me with no issues. And for me to be this far into the game after all these years and you know what I'm saying? Like, this is the point where it should be getting better and faster and more efficient. And I could do more and more volume not lower my volume, slow down on um, selling things, and then have all these fucking issues. You know what I'm saying? Like, if anything, it should be getting better, and it's not, and it's just so frustrating because it's like the things that drive me nuts is people who fuck with my family and my friends and people I love, and then two, when you fuck with my money. Those are the things where it's like, I need to stay out of jail, you know? So I just wanted to explain that and just also thank you all for being incredibly patient because despite all the 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 shit that's been going on for the last two months, when I tell you, you guys have been the nicest people who have emailed, super patient. No one is cursing nobody out. Nobody is. It's I don't even know how because I know I would aspire. <laughs> You know I would have spiraled. So, and I just, I told Serena, I said, I think it has to do with the fact that they know the people behind that keyboard, behind that email is either you or me. And you guys have been so gracious and so sweet to just extend that leniency towards me while I we work out these issues. Um, so I'm not going to get emotional and not going to cry, but I just want to say thank you guys so much for just allowing these mistakes to get rectified and just trust and believe that they will be rectified um, if they have not been rectified as of yet. So thank you guys so much for that. And okay, now moving right along. Well, that is that. I would do listener letters. I'll do it when I'm in Spain. Um, I do need to get in the shower, girl. I'm losing light. It's about 4 o'clock, which means I got 30 minutes before the sun hits down, bitch. And it's ghost town. So let me just get up in the shower. Let me let me close out this episode, edit it, get it up, shower, go visit my friend. Um, What else was I going to say? Um... Yeah, I just hope that I'm not, like, super emotional. Um, also, final thoughts. Um, I would just say take it easy with yourself. Um, I have never understood when people say, oh, the holidays are a really hard time for people. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I, I, I get it without having to get it. 
you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, okay, I, I, I trust y'all when y'all say holidays are really hard and people get, like, sad and, you know, whatever. It wasn't until this year where I was like, bitch, I'm really, I'm just really emotional. And there are moments where I'm sad. Um, and I just don't know where it's really coming from. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing triggering me in my life, you know, majorly that is just making me little, you know, somber and blue. Um, but I will say I have to take it easy on myself. And like, I really, I think I just have to like, put in perspective all the amazing things that are really going on in my life, all the good people in my life, the things I've accomplished. Um, 2021 was a, a good year for me. Nonetheless, like, you know, there were some some rocky moments, but I worked my ass off. I accomplished some really great things. There are some even better things coming in store for me this year. And that's what I need to focus on. Um, and, you know, I can't just be so sad and blue. Like, I... <laughs> You know, take your day to be an emotional main character and and then move on. Um, so just be easy on yourself. You know, there is a multitude of things that are simultaneously happening. The holidays get people super emotional. You know, there's family stuff with Christmas holidays and Thanksgiving. The New Year's is also kind of like a weird moment because you're just like, bitch, did I do anything great this past year? Is anything in store for me this upcoming year? My birthday was just this year. So then I'm 35. So I'm like, where am I in life? Valentine's is around the corner. So it's just like, it's a lot, girl. It's a lot. It is a lot, bitch. And it's like this whole like COVID thing is really killing the girls and literally and figuratively. So it's just take it easy on yourself and... That's it. That's all I want to say. And until next week, bye.